Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And we're back for our third show of the year. Hey, here's the... <laughs> that is not accurate. I know we've uh, he, I know we've had some shit, the but that's just not... That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not true. Here's the obligatory section of the show where we tell you that we've been super busy, but we're back to doing the show on the regular, which is how we've begun every, every one show. Every Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This year. But as <laughs> I'm incredible. sure everyone else is also aware, unless this has somehow made it to an alternate reality where 2020 isn't awful, uh, it is 2020. So... There's that. Uh, we're going to hopefully continue, uh, actually continue from this point forward, despite 2020's 2020-ness. We have actually, so we have actually, so you guys know, put together a plan so that we can change the way that we do this and be more available to you guys because we miss you and we know that you miss us. And we thank you for those of you who've contacted us and been like, hey, where, where the hell are you guys? Uh, are you because okay? <laughs> this is important to us and we need to, look, we can't fizzle out now, man. We got to make it to February. February is 10 years, man. 10 years. We got to make it there. Fuck. We got to make it to February. Are you kidding? <laughs> End of the nine years and 11 month point. Maybe we Trek need off. therapy like a, like a married couple. It's the only way we'll make it to 10 years. Um, what are no. you here for? Well, for the past podcast, it'll almost make 10 better. years, we've done a podcast, um, but recently it just hasn't been the same. Um, yeah. We'll talk more you about missed, that. <laughs> you missed my amazing joke. I said, we'll bring in a third podcast. It'll make everything better. Stop it. Um, <laughs> you know that never joke. works, Justin. <laughs> it's a standard Am joke. I not it's enough joke, for you? This is what I'm dealing with. Oh my god! So uh, this is what happens when we leave. Here, here's here's what here's where we were before. We were like, oh well, Mandalorian's coming back, and and let's argue about lower decks. And oh, we had an episode of 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 Discovery to talk about. Sure, I'm sure it's good. What else could possibly happen in the time we're gone? So for anybody who has been watching the news at all, or watching Discovery at all, or watching Mandalorian at all, kind of some stuff happened while we were gone. <laughs> kind of some stuff. <laughs> kind of some stuff happened while yeah. we were gone. Uh, the first thing that happened is that I listened to Ready Player Two. And so that's done. Have you have you broken that? Have you cracked that book yet? I have been afraid to. Because it's all right. I love my best friend as he is and i don't know what that means ready player two i mean it does look as as any and i'm not going to spoil anything uh by doing this but you've read enough stories to know that the the only way that you can have a ready player two is if you take the happy ending from ready player one and, fuck and it then up. yeah and bad stuff happens that they, they then need to fix i mean that's how sequels work right? yeah i don't like you that. know i it's <laughs> like you I, know, I, I don't like that one bit you know i can yeah and you and you know the you know the world well enough to know that the sequel 
sequel isn't like Ready Player Two, where we just got cake all day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which I it. would be down for. Like, I don't understand that shit. Like, we're, it's funny. Me and um, Mister were just talking about this, like how, like in shows and stuff like that, like you always have to have that. You know, the, t- the characters you wanted to get together, that sexual tension, they can't get together because without it, everybody's like, I don't want to watch people be happy together. Like, but I do. Am I like the only one that wants that? <laughs> I would happily watch that. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, uh, when whose music I really loved and hasn't written any songs in a long time. And frankly, I, I write far more, far, far fewer songs than I used to. I like as of 10 years ago, I had written like a hundred written and recorded like 120 songs. And in the last 10 years, I've written and recorded like six. And the truth is, is that happiness does not inspire great art. I don't great well, art I don't is, think that's true. Like I'm, I'm I was an album that I listened to recently that was very, like most of Jason Mraz's stuff is inspired, seems to be inspired by joy, uh, like joy, love, togetherness. And I fucking love it. And and I'm not alone. It's not like people are like, who the fuck is this Jason Mraz guy? Um, so I don't know that I agree but with that. But even great joy, even great joy must necessarily have an element of sadness to it. So that you, you know, it's like, it's like eating a great feast, right? Eating a great feast is really only appreciated if you're hungry. If you're like, hey, I was really full and I got to dinner and there was a great feast it's just not as joyful an experience. And um, I think that great great art comes out of I, I'm not saying that great art doesn't come out of bad shit. It does. Um, but I think that's more so that at least something is coming out of the bad stuff. <laughs> like um I and, and I, I don't I don't think that's actually a very good analogy because if you're full when you eat more that's actually painful like it, it makes you feel sick but if you're not like going hungry like I don't I'm not going hungry on a daily basis but I'm telling you right now when he breaks out the motherfucking fondue bot and makes some fucking fondue I am enjoying that feast and it is not because I was starving before but I I guess I guess my point is I'm not enjoying it as much right if I go if I go get my a peppermint mocha and I drink my peppermint mocha and then somebody else brings me a peppermint mocha right as I finished it I'm happy to have the peppermint mocha but not as happy it's called the economic law of utility (laughs) and the economic law of utility goes like this Um, And when I studied economics, they used a Big Mac. They said, if you haven't had a Big Mac in a long time, that first bite of a a Big Mac that you eat is going to be incredible. And every bite of that Big Mac is going to decrease in quality until you finish the Big Mac because nothing ever compares to that first bite. So by the time you finish the Big Mac, it's like, this is good. I like this. a good Big Mac. But it's not like that first bite of Big Mac that you get. Um, That's just not true for me. so, So so like you're surprised by the good quality of what you're having even after you've just had like three bites of it yep i I envy you i mean like a perfect example i was i uh my favorite uh probably my favorite food what i what i frequently will say is what they serve in heaven uh is a smoked chicken pasta pie which you can no longer get doesn't exist uh because the restaurant chain that created it is gone um and i remember when mr and i first started dating and this was when i knew we were dating at this point um i had not 
not, you know, I'd gone through a bad breakup before that and, and really was depressed. And so I certainly wasn't going out to eat. Never really dated. I don't know how to do that. Uh, so we went out and he took me to get a smoked chicken pasta pie. And uh, I ate that entire thing. Like every bite was so good. Every single one. Like I was just like, oh, because I had, you're right. I hadn't had it in a long time. Then if we go back the next week and I get another one, I'm the same way. It's the same. It's like, oh, this is so, how's this so good? Oh my God. Um. So yeah, I, I, I could see where that's true for most people as, as the world seems to support that. But I, I clearly am different. I guess I, it's, it's like, well, I mean, you talk about not, like I, when I you're watching you're a movie, what I want. it's the same way. Like I can watch a movie and every time it's like, even though I know it's going to happen, I, I'm still having the exact same emotional ride, if you will. I guess, you know what? And I, I, I am certainly not one to talk. Uh, we, we who are here and we, in truth, discuss like five things on this show that we've discussed for five for 10 years. And these are all things that existed for 20 years before our show exists. So clearly, we like reheated versions of our own foods. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if... You know, like Discovery is great because it's like Discovery is like the 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 fancy restaurant version of a burrito. But we were fine with the burrito before and we love the burrito now. Burritos a burrito. What the fuck? We like it. We like it all. <laughs> so but it's like we just want sort of the same stuff brought to us in that vein. I don't want to I don't want to digress any further. Yes. Um, let's, let's move let's, on. Uh, from let, let, let's move on from this. Uh, there's so much news to talk about. So before we get to uh, the I mean, we'll do it your we have news and we have Mandalorian and Discovery. I will leave it up to you. Do we discuss the news or do we discuss Mandalorian Discovery first? What is your call? I'll give it to you. And Alexia chooses go. Uh, I say this, and this is important. The news, but not the news where what happens is we watch the news or you tell me the news more, you know, realistically. And then you want to spend the whole time speculating about what those news mean. There's just not time. There's not time. There's just not time. There's so, but so much we news. We can it's absolutely be, discuss be... and and disseminate Fine. and have a tiny disc. But like, there's so much more to be discussed. The, we there would be it would take all day to fully discuss the news. Yeah, it would take all day. There's so much for okay, all your so speculatoryness that you like chosen, to do. We've chosen. There's there's so much less to speculate about now. We've chosen news. Here's my next question for you star wars or marvel news which would you like to discuss first um i th i think star wars because i'm not caught up on marvel um i'm actually okay, well, not I that mean, caught up on star wars just still haven't seen solo <laughs> Um, well, I mean, okay, here's the plot of Solo. Solo has Stop an adventure. Stop it. If it doesn't really he... matter, you're right. It's fine. <laughs> ne neither Han Solo, the Millennium Falcon, Chewbacca, or Lando Calrissian die. Yeah. Like it's, because right. we see them all oh, like, older yes, later. Older so later. It's not really it's, necessary. It's actually, I, I know you don't like that level of tension. It's the one thing you might really enjoy about Solo is that is that there is a there's a lightness to the movie because like while I won't say that there aren't character deaths here and there it's a star wars movie um you know that your main characters are, are safe. fairly safe yeah because you know like they like yeah, here's they the thing die. though like we just talked about like i won't know like i will know that somewhere but i won't when the shit is hitting the fan and i'll be like what are they doing like i mean i i just yeah no i hear you i'm and maybe that's why it's good to be crazy sometimes because that's sort of a joy i can have that maybe not everyone can uh, but so with so with craziness terms, comes great entertainment but 
It, all right, so let me ask you. In there's so much in terms of your Star Wars caught up. You still haven't seen all of Clone Wars or no. um or Rebels, correct? No, but I have now seen um a, a version of a character because I watched the movie that was awful, uh, and this character that you supposedly love so much and she's so great, and I didn't agree with you based on my ver- having viewed the movie. Um, but seeing her in the Mandalorian, I'm like, she's fucking cool. I want to watch a show about her definitely oh oh hell yeah she's cool she's fucking um, badass like i love all right her. so let's start and let's i mean obviously it with- helps that i like rosario dawson but still like all right so let's let's just let's shoot off with star wars news to start with um and i guess what we'll do is is before we hit the marvel news Maybe if we hit mitigate news, i'm gonna tell you this at this point in planning i'm not 100 percent sure we're gonna hit marvel news let's see where we are when we finish star wars news and if we don't hit marvel news i'm sure that we'll talk about it me and arthur over on totally super so let's, we'll, let's stay in space for just a little while because let's just go from star wars news to mandalorian and then see how much time we have guys we're making the show up on the fly and here's the news that we need to give you that's what we've always done (laughs) (laughs) this is this is improvisational theater in the round with no backstage uh Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. Okay, here we go. Uh, As you know, we have, and we will talk about in a minute, Ahsoka. And I will say this in response to your your Ahsoka comment. The reason that I love Ahsoka so much is actually sort of because she's so youthful and annoying when Clone Wars starts. It is equivalent to, although not as dramatic as, spoiler alert, the journey of Wesley Wyndham Price on Angel, right? Or when he first appears on Buffy. She starts off the way that you saw her start off. She ends up the way you just saw her on uh, Mandalorian. And through the course of um, Clone Wars and Rebels, she is allowed to incrementally change from season to season to season to season. And that is in much like much like Wesley. If you imagine Wesley when when he first shows up on Buffy, he's a joke. He's just a joke. He's like yeah. the, the he's like the shitty Giles, and that's his <laughs> whole thing. Is he's a joke. And when he shows up on Angel, he's a joke. And then they allow him to incrementally change and change and change and change until he's until he's one of the darkest and richest and most three dimensional characters in the entire Buffyverse. Um, arguably my favorite in in, right. in the entire Buffyverse. Right. You're and weird, and you really really loved angel I, I like you and i can disagree or agree on angel but you have to admit whether or not you liked the changes the character of wesley windham price was allowed to grow yes and change he does definitely change that is um, if you want to if you want a, a star trek equivalent i guess you could look at odo if you met odo in season one and we're like this guy is a gruff unlikable asshole i don't like this he's guy. not though because you see- know, that's he has a charm about him I'm, i've noticed this and that's something that i'm noticing that that i was noticing in certain character like uh um, jet on discovery like i love her but she is like kind of and 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 we talked about this a little bit because i i compared it to i was like you know what i i think the reason is like because a lot of us sort of go season two of next gen that's a thing no we don't we don't talk about that we don't talk about the last few years uh it's because she's you know gruff and shitty and it doesn't work 
And I was like, and I was like, you know what? I, I felt like I had an epiphany. I was like, you know why it doesn't work? I was like, cause that, cause Jet is very much like that, but I fucking love her. And the real, and the reason I think it is, is because Jet is a fucking engineer. Like, and so I know people who are, you know, very proficient, you know, with computers or engineering or whatever, but not necessarily with people. And so they can kind of come across as gruff or shitty, but they're not. Well, I think the other part and, is, and I don't want to lay, I don't want to lay the Pulaski problem at the feet of the actress or anything no 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 it's not at the feet of the actress it's at the feet of that's what i'm saying like what what i'm trying to say is the reason it doesn't work for pulaski is because she's a doctor so when you ask me to accept that a doctor who should be you know has taken the hippocratic oath like the whole reason their whole existence is to help people uh save people like bedside matter fucking matters and her seemingly lack of empathy and just sort of shittiness doesn't work because she's a doctor. But that character, that archetype, you know, that sort of personality totally works in engineering and makes and makes for an interesting, lovable character. Like, I liked her from the get-go and her and Stamets and the way they kind of shittily exchange things, but, you know, they kind of love each other the way that Odo and um, and Quark do, uh, yeah, yeah. works. And again, like Odo and Quark work, because Odo, being that way, he's the security chief of course he's going to be kind of a so let me, you know a, a, a stick I, in the mud I, I will, so to I will speak. I will add this one thing and then we'll get back to Ahsoka but the one thing I want to add is the other issue I think with Pulaski is she's on a ship with all the most incredibly nice people in the world everybody is sort of perfectly you know they're they're all lawful good except for Mitch <laughs> Worf who's pretty much lawful good that's true I think if you put Pulaski on Discovery she fits right in because she is like she would she be would, like the nicest person she would I don't know about that, but she she would certainly fit in better than she did in on yeah. on next. In, I think in that's any true. case, my 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 point being, Quark is a great example too. Quark season seven is way. Rom is an incredible example. Oh, Rom season yeah. or Nog. Very the very characters different. that are allowed to grow and change. I really like that. And yeah. what's fun about Ahsoka, the fact that she is so intolerable in the Clone Wars movie. And remember. I walked out of the theater. It's one of three movies that I walked out of before it was over in my life is the Clone Wars movie. So I, for as much as I love the show, I hated the movie to the point where I left the theater in disgust. So, so that does the fact that she becomes what she is, is, is what she is. Anyway, so what happened, and this ties into the Marvel news, is that uh, Disney, well, let's back up a little. HBO Max came out with an announcement last week that the entire slate of Warner Brothers movies scheduled for the upcoming year is going to be coming out on HBO Max day and date, same day as it's coming out to theaters. Mm -hmm. Essentially, they've said for all of 2021, if it's a Warner Brothers film and you have HBO Max, you don't have to go to the movie theater to see it. Um, I did and, hear that. You know, and the problem with that, of course, you know, is the, the problem with that, of course, is that it's going to be terrible, terrible for theaters. AMC theaters is talking about changing um, or, or talking about closing forever. This is not good news for theaters. And I love theaters. So I think something will eventually rise to, to meet it. But so what we're talking about is we're talking about. Well, my uh, biggest issue new- with it isn't even necessarily like I, unlike you, um, don't necessarily love going to the theater, to the movies. Um, it 
except for how difficult it seems to be to get 3D content anywhere else. And so that's my beef. I'm like, so my choices are to risk my health to go see the movie so that I might be able to see it in 3D or watch it from home in safety. <laughs> like, um, well, I, mean, I don't understand. Like, what? I just don't understand why there's not a choice. Like, we have the technology. No, 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 no. The there, there is a choice. You can go to the theaters once you get your vaccine. You can go to the theaters or you know, once you feel like it's safe to go. It's sure. going to release in theaters. But I'm saying so, I'm annoyed because I have VR. I have, you know, game systems. Like, I I, I want to be able to watch it. In th- and I'm happy to even purchase it in 3D. Like, I got no beef with that. I just, just like, there's nowhere to do it. And that's really frustrating because it's like, I would much rather do that because then I can watch it whenever I can watch it versus I've got to, like, I, I know you have a very different existence with scheduling. I'm, you know, I'm Greek and Greek time is very much a thing and we don't have <laughs> schedules. So, um, like, we, I just, I don't like that aspect. It, it adds pressure to something that I just want to enjoy. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you. So and, and I, the, that, the, that's frustrating. So I know if, yeah, because I know all of them are listening, all the movie makers, Warner Brothers, Sony, whomever. Uh, let me get 3D fucking movies on my VR headset or I'm fucking whatever. Let me buy them. I don't understand. Like, you clearly have them. I don't, I'm very, very confused at this money you're just leaving on the table. You're like, ah, we don't need that. Like, yeah, no, I hear you. Okay. I, anyway, so it started with that. HBO HBO pulled out its its supposedly giant HBO deck and said and said, Hey, <laughs> here we go. Content. You wanna you wanna see Wonder Woman? You don't have to go to the theaters. It's coming out. You have HBO Max, you're getting Wonder Woman. You want the new Mortal Kombat? It's gonna be there. You want the new Tom and Jerry movie? It's gonna be there. How about the new Guardians of the Galaxy? Not sorry, the um Suicide Squad movie. It's gonna be there. There were like a bunch of films that were pretty big deals on yeah. there that were gonna be coming out on the Warner Brothers slate. Um and it's like and it's they're all going to HBO Max on the same day. I think it's and a that good was move. a huge deal. It was the it was the the news for like entertainment news for like five days. And then Disney decided to hold its investors meeting. And usually the investors meeting goes something like this. Here's what we're planning, here's what's coming up. We understand we we're hurting a little bit in the theme park business and the movie theater business. Looking forward to twenty two 22 for that have some great things coming out on disney plus and some other games blah 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 and that's what you they expected right that's what you would expect in an investors meeting sure instead disney pulled out its giant dick and slapped warner brothers in the face with it (laughs) with with just a shitload an unbelievable load of all the things that are coming out both marvel and disney or marvel and and well, Disney and Pixar are like, there's going to be a, a Lightyear movie that tells the story of the character that Buzz Lightyear is based on. What? And I think they're still, I think they're still, and Pixar is doing it. I think I it's called Lightyear. There still is, I think, an element of Buzz Lightyear is voiced by Tim Allen, but the, but the quote unquote real Buzz Lightyear is going to be Chris Evans. <laughs> and I go, shit, that's perfect. Like if Buzz Lightyear was a person, it's totally Chris Evans. It's just like, Exactly. Like pitch perfect in terms of casting. We could do an entire show on that. And I just talk about leaving that on the table. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. I'm putting that to the side. There's a bunch. There's a Moana series that's coming out full on. They're doing the whole thing. I'm putting that on the side. You want to know how big the news is, Alexi? You want to know how big it is? 
I do. Let's see how. Want me to show you how big it is? You want to see? <laughs> Wait. Here's, no. Here's, what am I agreeing to? <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's not that good. Thank God no, we don't no, do no, this in person anymore. Jesus. <laughs> uh, here's 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 how big the news is. I'm gonna leave on the table that the director of the incredibly critically acclaimed and an Emmy award winning series Fargo is teaming up with the director of the incredibly acclaimed and award-winning season Legion, the X-Men series on FX that did so incredibly well. They say it's like the best comic book series that nobody's watching. They're teaming up together to make a TV series funded by Disney money called, ready? Alien. A series, a dark series on FX, not going to be on Disney Plus because it's going to be too dark to be on there, made by these award-winning series makers. And I'm like, fuck, Alien should... Now suddenly I'm like, Alien should always have been a series. Alien should never have been like, let's make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and crazier and crazier. It should always just be sort of the the looming thread of, yeah, I could totally see that as a 10 episode series. Absolutely. Here's how big the news is. I'm leaving that on the table. We're not even going to talk about that. Uh-huh. That's how big the news Whoa, is. Oh, That's how damn. big it is. So, so let's talk about the actual news coming out. Let's start off with a new movie. A new movie's coming out in 2023. It's going to be called Rogue Squadron. It follows a series of of X-Wing pilots and it's going to be directed and this is to theater it's going to be directed by Wonder Woman's director Patty Jenkins boom nice yeah so I'm like oh shit like a like a like a rogue bunch of X-Wing fighters that have to go on some kind of adventure in the galaxy without having any support uh, I guess that's so I do nobody knows what it's really about but something that's a real like like let's do the coolest space battles we can do because that's an element of Star Wars that maybe sort of got lost left behind and I was so incredibly excited it's one of my favorite things about rogue one is when they finally get to the x-wing battles i'm like yes finally you know and then you put them in situations where you're like oh but what about the character stuff and hey listen we're doing we're getting patty jenkins you're good you're gonna be okay like it's she's she is a she is she is she is like a a a safety net who also happens to be the first woman to direct a star wars feature it's about damn time like, like what part of this do you time, not frankly. love <laughs> all right uh, so here's what i'll say two minutes ago is there anything about this that you don't like mm, nothing comes to mind no and this is the kind of star wars if it's going to be all space battles and stuff this is the star wars that you want on the big screen. This is where you're like, hey, what Star Wars should be on the small screen and what Star Wars should be on the big screen? What do you want in IMAX 3D? A movie about being in space. Like that's, you put that on IMAX 3D. Perfect. That is a perfect delineation of, of you know, if you're going to do the prequels, imagine if the prequels had existed in the time of Disney Plus where you could get into the debates and 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 of course you need to be better directed and stuff, but you can get into the debates <laughs> that, 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 they're, that, they're, that they're trying to have and the, and the sort of so Sociopolitical commentary you're trying to have about how how you know defense contractors are actually creating wars so they can stay in business. I mean that's sort of what they're trying to say, but mm-hmm. that's like you know. But you're like, but we also need to have lightsaber battles and blah blah. You have to we have to throw everything in along with that. Like the prequels would now be a series, right? Am I wrong? It would be like a four season series. It seems like it where would like be, yeah, like 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 where you would take time to. I grow mean, there's like a, the- there are a number of movie franchises. Um, a, a good example. I don't know if we talked about this already, but like. I, I watched I think we talked about it, touched on it like because Artemis Fowl released on Disney Plus and I love those books uh, and the movie was the travesty I feared it would be and I was and and the thought I had was why did you make this a movie like th- with TV production as good as it is now and basically cut what what you've done is you've taken the same amount of money that you would use to make 22 roughly episodes for a season and you only make 10 
10. And so you have much more budget to make those 10 look great, look as good as a movie, Frank. There's that would have given you the time to have the actual arc of the character of Artemis Fowl. Because when you meet him, he's like the whole point is he's quote unquote a criminal mastermind child. Like he's not. And so there's all this arc to where he becomes good. And that's completely missing from the movie. And it's because you don't have time. But like, I don't understand. Like, it's like what you have, like we're talking about now, like the prequels, like those would have been better served as a series. But keep in mind that, you know, the the pipeline to get a feature created is, you know, three to four years. So by the time they kind of knew what they had with Disney Plus, the movie was already sort of done. So now they know what they have with Disney Plus and I think they're doing it. So I, I'll give you an example. We, you know, the news that is always link, like lurking in the background, like every week there's a tiny sni- snippet from it, but Amazon Prime is doing a Lord of the Rings prequel series that takes place like well before the events of Lord of the Rings, all the stuff that's from the Silmarillion and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the budget for the series is a billion dollars. They're just putting a billion dollars into the Lord of the Rings series. And at first I was like, what? Uh, but then I think about The Hobbit and you're like, gosh, they turned the Lord of the Rings. It was three books. They turned it into three half hour or three, three hour movies. And now they're making The Hobbit and they're making three, two hour movies out of it. I think the problem is I think you absolutely could have done that with the hobbit but it can't be all spectacle so imagine if the hobbit was a 20 episode series where you got to just see the effect of basically being on the road on bilbo and you could have entire episodes where there weren't any battles and there weren't anything but you just get to see like bilbo get worn down it gets harder and harder for him and then he kind of comes around finds himself comes through is a hero struggling with the rate like there's so much you could have spent and the best part of those hobbit movies because people People go, oh, those Hobbit movies, they all sucked. And I say, you know what? There are a couple, like, if you were to trim a movie's worth of movie out of the Hobbit movies, they'd be good movies. Yeah. Um, and most of, the, most of the stuff I would trim are the battles and stuff, because most of the first Hobbit movie, like with the dwarves showing up and, and Hobbiton, all this stuff, pretty much all this, anything with Bilbo in those movies, if Bilbo's on the screen, it's a pretty good scene, actually. I like that story. It's all the other stuff. And I could totally see that story being stretched out and you learn who each of the dwarves are and everybody has relationships with each other and little conflicts mm-hmm. along the way. And the, there was there's so much to explore there. And they just explored the wrong stuff because they felt like it's a movie. You got to you got to have you, you got to have people the are action paying. all the time. You got to have. And the thing is, is you, you kind of do. You kind of do. You put it up on the big screen. You got three hours. People paid their money and there's certain things they want to see. And now you're like, well, what if we didn't do that? That's what you're saying. What if we didn't do that? What if we didn't put it up on the big screen? Because people are more than willing to watch, you know, you watch Stranger Things, there are action scenes and special effects scenes, but there are also entire episodes that just take place at home. Yep. And and it can give you both. And it will, saying, we won't skimp on the action when the time comes. Don't worry. When the time comes, it's going to be huge and big, but we're also oh. going to give you entire episodes where people are just, like, talking. Because we figured that that is also interesting, too. So I, I mean, I'm yeah, you can, it's, a, it's a richer storytelling environment. Like, I almost yeah. wonder, it makes me somewhat question, and this is coming from somebody um, you know, you know, you you talk about how in Ready Player One, he's he's a 
molecular archetype because you know he can he knows all these movies and quotes i mean i i can do that and it's i pretty much watched movies and tv and stuff like i didn't have friends like i watched that shit all the time that's what my life was and i think it speaks to so coming from me i'm saying i see a lot of circumstances at this point where i do not under like like it's it's almost as if i'm not sure why we need movies anymore i don't know i think we need so how many stories fit that well into that uh there are still some i watched i watched like peppermint which was a um basically a a female punisher if you were to you know distill it so so alexi what what i'm gonna do here what i'm gonna do here is i'm i'm gonna have you put a pin in this i have 30 news stories we're still in the first one oh jesus (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm like i'm sure it would be fun to talk about peppermint right now but there's more there's so much more so all right i know no it's like it's yeah you know what you know what this is this is this is like this is like afterward you're like don't touch me anymore it's too sensitive and you're like, i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> keep of going. course you went there of course you did uh, what show are we what know, show know, are we i'm sorry there's a certain demo i'm trying to reach with the sex jokes come on seriously <laughs> I got to pepper them up. I have a little timer. It goes off every time. <laughs> it's seconds. like, oh, shit, I haven't had a sex show. Do you watch you Big one? Mouth? You should if you don't. <laughs> All right. So so anyway, the I, I agree with everything you're saying. There's so much more. I'm sure we'll be unpacking this as time goes on. But let's just keep going. Uh, there's a new Star Wars film. They haven't said what it is. Uh, they're just saying there's a new Star Wars feature to go on the big screen. And it's going to be directed by Taika Waititi. And Kathleen Kennedy said, Taika's approach to Star Wars will be fresh, unexpected, and unique. His enormous talent of sense of humor will ensure the audience are in for an unforgettable ride. Taika Waititi, if you're not familiar, is the director of Thor Ragnarok. And maybe the best film of 2019, Jojo Rabbit. Um, What's uh, the, in both cases, the, the and also movie? Jojo Rabbit. Um, it's uh, basically Taika Waikiki. Um, both, but it's a hard watch. I mean, it's it's really funny, but it's also really sad. Um, basically, it's about a, a Jewish. Uh, it's about a no, a German boy, a, a a German boy who's the son of Nazi parents in the Holocaust or, or, or during World War Two, who who forms a friendship with a Jewish girl who's in hiding, and he also has an ima- uh, imaginary friend who's an incredibly funny and friendly version of Adolf Hitler. And that character is played by Taika Waititi, playing Hitler as his imaginary friend. And uh, and when asked whether or not he studied Hitler in order to play Hitler, he said, no, of course I didn't. The one thing that would insult Hitler the most is for me to play him without ever studying it and fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great fucking set. <laughs> um, so, so it is. It's a. It is a beautiful, beautiful film. I trust him. Um, he also directed some of the best uh, Star Wars uh, Mandalorian from last season. But I'm just gonna leave that to side. I just left a Star Wars movie on the side because I got to keep oh, going. That's crazy. This is crazy. Um, we already knew this series was happening, but now they've announced the name Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, it's going to be uh, run by an Asian woman, Deborah Chow, is running it, who helmed some of the best episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, again, uh, the first uh, the first Asian uh, person to head up a, a show, and yet another woman running a show. Um, so I love the inclusivity there. But let's go. Let's let's spe- step that to the side. Um, it's going to take 10, 10 years after the dramatic events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. 
uh, um, you're going to have uh, the adventures of Obi-Wan Kenobi as he is having problems and eventually has to confront Darth Vader, played by Hayden Christensen. Wow. They're bringing Dusting him Hayden off, Christensen huh? <laughs> Yeah. You know, here's what I feel. I would bet that, first of all, Hayden Christensen's like a human being with, a- with access to the internet, right? I'm sure yeah. that he is very aware of the opinion of his Anakin Skywalker. He also has done acclaimed work that people haven't seen. Um, he has not had the redemption story that, let's say, Christian Stewart and Robin Pattinson has ha- have had, where they were incredibly awful in Twilight and they spent their entire careers proving, no, we're really good. You just have to watch our little stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, like I've really would, come to enjoy Kristen Stewart now. <laughs> and I've really come to enjoy Robert Pattinson's Watch the Lighthouse. He's fucking nuts. He's great. Like he's he's legitimately spectacular in that film um, and, and holds his own. He holds his own against Willem Dafoe. Wow. Just him and Willem Dafoe. And he is as good as Willem Dafoe in that film. Uh, but I imagine that Hayden does like Hayden doesn't come back without being confident that he's going to be able to do it. And they don't bring him back unless I mean, he had to audition. Right. Don't you assume? No. Like, but if he's like, I want to come back and do and do Vader, you would imagine that Deborah Chow's will like, listen, not for nothing. But your last outing was not awesome. Can you do what it is that I need you to do? Show me. I would imagine that that's a conversation that's had. Right. Wouldn't you? Um, no. Really? I, I hope so. What I think is more likely, I think it is more likely that it was okay. This is, we don't we don't use somebody else because we have access to him. So why don't you meet with him and see if you can make him good? <laughs> like that's my guess. That that's probably more how that conversation went. And um, I guess after I watched the last episode of, of Mandalorian that I watched, I don't know if there are any more. If it was the end of the season, but I did start watching some of the behind the scenes. stuff. Stuff. So I've, I've I've seen her and heard her speak. And by the way, isn't it isn't it side, quick side note? Five seconds. Side, isn't it fucking cool the way they shoot that show with a big giant screen behind them? It's nuts the way they make this show, The Mandalorian. In case you don't know what I'm talking about at home, guys, Star Wars has long been shot on giant sets with green screens. And what they have now that they're shooting it on is a giant IMAX size screen that's like a 10K TV, but it's like the size of an IMAX screen and it's curved. And so they build little sets in front of it and then they create a 3D environment behind them that's connected to the camera. So as the camera moves, the environment subtly changes to look as it would if you were just looking at like real stuff in the background. So they're able to do, you don't get that weird, like I'm being composited into to the shot look because in camera you can see everything happening behind them it's crazy the way that they do it and it just it's why the show can be so big on such a little budget it's nuts anyway i'm sorry to and, it's, you going. and it's crazy cool how i mean just you know anyone who you know works has done any kind of film work and knows what, how things are made but like finds that kind of stuff interesting and that's the one thing i feel like is largely lacking from movies that are releasing like just on netflix or just on Disney Plus or whatever. It's like, I really like the special features and I, so I was very delighted to see that they had that because it was cool to just hear, um, like just see John Favreau around his table with all these people that he got together and the way that they collaborate, uh, talk to each other and how they are making each other better and and that's how, you know, I just, I think that whole dynamic and idea is really cool. 
Um, and so it was neat to get to to know her, to get to know the other directors of the of of specific episodes. <clears throat> so I definitely I have faith in her to be able to get a a better performance out of him. I guess um, my 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 seems, point is that if, you know, if he was <laughs> if he was screwing the pooch, like I I imagine she would have checked, and if the, he came in and like he's awful, I'm sure that someone would have been like, we don't want this to be the series. Like everyone's going to be looking at him with arms crossed, and if he can't yeah. bring it, then let's bring someone else. Um, but who knows what he? Maybe he's just in the suit. You know who knows? Uh, by the way, in this last month, R.I.P. David Prowse, the man of the suit for Darth Vader for the original mm-hmm. trilogy, uh, died this this month as well. So quick, quick, uh, um, you know, thank you for everything you brought us, uh, David. I'm going to move on from there's I can't even spend any more time on Obi Wan fucking Kenobi because um they are doing uh two series that are going to be happening on the side of the Mandalorian. The first one being uh produced by Dave Filoni and John Favreau and being uh run by Dave, Dave Filoni himself. Star Wars Ahsoka. She's getting nice. her own series. Yeah. And it's going to be Mr. Ray told me that when I was saying how I seeing her in Mandalorian, I'm she's fucking cool and I would totally watch a show with her. He's like, Oh yeah, she's getting her own show. I was like, sweet, I will yeah. fucking watch that. <laughs> and if Mandalor and if Mandalorian is, you know, you know, Star Wars by way of Clint Eastwood, right? Then Ahsoka is Star Wars by way of the samurai film. She's or the rogue center, like a Ronin. You know, she's like she's a rogue samurai with no master off on a mission to do what's right in with with sort of a gray mentality. As watch watch any old Kurosawa films and you'll see what I'm talking about. Sure. Um yeah, and I'm 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 down. At the same time, there's also Star Wars Rangers of the New Republic, executive produced by John Favreau and Dave Filoni, a live action series that is going to be taking place at the same time as The Mandalorian. Now these three series are each going to have their own storylines with a larger storyline that is running along all three of them until finally all three of the series are going to culminate in one giant crossover event. Now, my guess, for those of you who don't know the uh, the extended universe, my guess is that Ahsoka is going to have a bad guy. Rangers of the New Republic going to have a bad guy. Mandalorian is going to have a bad guy. But you're going to keep hearing this name, Thrawn, which is going to be brought up. A huge character from the books, if you read the original Heir to the Empire trilogy. There's also a new series of Thrawn books that are um, written by the same author that take place in the revised timeline that doesn't use the old thing. So when they were like, hey, we want to bring Thrawn back, they were nice enough to get the guy who wrote the original Thrawn books to write the new Thrawn books, which I think is kind of nice, right? Yeah. Like people were pissed that they people were pissed that they removed those old Thrawn books from canon. But if they're like, yeah. hey, we're bringing Thrawn back, let's get the guy who created Thrawn to create the new Thrawn. Yeah. And I think that's that's sort of cool. Um, Agreed. So I think I think what you're going to have is you're going to have, you know, a final showdown. Maybe it's going to be its own series like the, um, like, uh, what was um, the... Like the DC... The Defenders. Like the Defenders. Like the Defenders. Yeah. Yeah. Except done better. The Defenders, if it were done better, it would have been awesome. Um, But like... I mean, there like are parts of have... it I really enjoyed, but I know yeah. what I mean. But it was, it was lesser than the sum of its parts. It was not as good as Daredevil. It should have been better than all of them. And it was... Anyway, the point being is if you have someone who, if, you know... And in Dave, in Dave and John, I trust. You know, I, I believe in them. They have not steered me wrong in almost anything they've ever created, with the exception of the remake of The Lion King. And even John, if you watch The Chef Show, at one point, because John Favreau has a show called The Chef Show on yeah, uh, on Netflix. At one point, he goes, he goes, yes, you're here hanging out with a guy who made the not as good Lion King. He called himself that in The Chef Show, which made me smile so much. To go, okay, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows. Okay, I tried. I gave it a <laughs> shot. Let's move on. Um, which yeah, I mean, and, and, and you know what? In fairness. 
honest, like that's that's a pressure I think that we put on on directors um, that's largely unfair on and and actors to a lesser extent, but but I think more on directors, like where you know if you nobody gets it right every time, like there are very few people that never stumble or ever make a mistake, and I think it's it's really unfair, you know, if I, you've done all this really awesome stuff and then you do something that's like not so awesome and now we're like well fuck that guy or fuck that girl like she can't do it she's no good anymore she's lost a touch it's like well wait till they have a string of bad movies is my feeling to be yeah, like I, I love you know what i, I, I think love maybe how they've john, lost their touch john, john favreau sort of fucks up on lion king and makes up for it by saving star wars i'll take it um <laughs> <laughs> not that i didn't love the new movies but I got to admit, I'm more excited about everything coming out than I was about them. Here we go. Uh, so those three, you're going to have uh, a Thrawn as the big back background bad guy, I think, or because he's that this guy. Let's call him Thronos. <laughs> Thronos. Thronos. <is> going to, <laughs> finally going to have to fight Thronos when they all get together. Um, they're having uh, a show, a brand new show uh, being uh, created by Justin Simier, cre- created, uh, I love anyone by the name Justin, creator of the critically acclaimed show uh, Dear or movie Dear white people huge star wars fan is creating lando the tv show for disney plus the one thing they haven't done is announced donald glover as lando or announced billy d williams as lando i will be happy with either one i would love it if like it was a flashback show that somehow had both of them because i love both of them and i would love for both of them to be in it but if we only get one of them I'm good with either one of them. If they were trying to recast with the third Lando, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not. not yeah, that will like, definitely be like, all right. Enough's enough. Like I like like I said, where we've gotten to with Spock as well. It's like we've done enough different people playing Spock. Like yeah, yeah, it for a while. It's, it, like, like like maybe <laughs> maybe we get another Spock in like 30 years, but for now we're good. But for we have, now we have we're good. Spock. All right, yeah, like, we're good like, on Spock. Yeah. Um. So that's Lando. Let's keep going. This is crazy. In 2022. Uh, a year from now, we will be seeing a uh, little over a year. Uh, Andor, a series about Cassie and Andor, Diego Luna's character from uh, from Rogue One. He'll be reprising the character, as will Alan Tudyk be reprising the character of K two S O. Oh, how um, I love Alan Tudyk! And the two of them are basically—it's going to be a spy show. They're rebel spies uh, leading up to um, the events of uh, of Rogue One. Uh, a great cast of people who have not done Star Wars: Stellan Skarsgård, uh, Adira Arjona, uh, Fiona Shaw, and Gen- Genevieve. Riley is coming back as Mon Mothma. Uh, she was Mon Mothma in Rogue One and in the deleted scenes from Episode Three. I'm sure that we'll, at some point we'll see Jimmy Smits come in as um, as fucking uh, Bail Organa too. And I huh. love I love this idea. I'm sure you'll get some people from Rebels. We'll pop on live action version of people from Rebels. But there's so much that can be done with Andor. So I'm excited for that. At the same time, <laughs> there's more. But wait, there's more. Right now, you know what you sound like. <laughs> what? And all that for only ten ninety nine a month. But wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> if you more. buy two. <laughs> They're creating a live action series from Emmy Award nominated creator of the mind bearing series Russian Doll. The Acolyte. The Acolyte uh, follows um, a, a young character who is falling to the dark side and going to the way of the Sith. Back in the High Republic era, era a good 600 years prior to Star Wars, where Yoda is just a young man. Um, oh, wow. So they're going back to finally, people have been wanting them to do this forever. Like, we're, not, we're out of the 80 years 
time period that all of Star Wars is taking place up. Like they're finally going, hey, there's a whole history, a whole yeah. history. Let's go back a few hundred years. And it's going to be a mystery thriller that's going to just go kind of into the High Republic. So I love that. Um, and again, you couldn't do that as a movie. You couldn't go, hey, here's a big old movie that's going to give you the, you still want Star Wars, going to have lightsabers and space battles. But like, you don't have to give us everything. Like, like you you can. Yeah, like that's the, and, and here's the thing too. Like, I think that what is the reason that I I think that so many of these series um being born and taking place in the star wars universe um is despite you know what you may say about george lucas and how he you know really was missing the mark come the prequels uh you know it was probably better if he'd had a check on him uh like he did when you know with the originals uh he's still a really really uh effective and good world builder and so it is a very vast and rich world that he's created and i think that it that as a result of that it has space <laughs> uh pun intended uh to to basically have all of those stories i mean you've got the whole fucking galaxy and universe and shit and he's he's built this really rich world and i think it's so cool to finally get to see these other parts of it that like i think we've that i think previously we're only um from what i'm understanding uh were filled by books that they were like nope none of that shit's true uh and so now it's like okay well so we did that but that having been done we are gonna now give you a bunch of shows in this world yeah so you can gonna- see it from all these different angles so it's not just this one angle that you have on the universe well yeah so if you're gonna shake the if you're gonna shake the etch sketch you better draw something new and i'm glad that they are here's more there's more and, and if you wait, like the clone more. wars the final series the final season of the clone wars has three episodes that centers on a series of clones that had some genetic problems and it made it so that they weren't the same as one another they all kind of had defects but that made one of them super smart made one of them big and very aggressive made what they're sort of a uh they're the the officers the the cookies that kind of went not the way they were supposed to and they are an elite fighting team called the bad batch and they had three great episodes where they're continuing clone wars with star wars the bad batch which essentially follows these five clones that have been sort of off doing their own thing when the empire takes over gets rid of the all the clones stops using all the clones and starts using you know inscripted stormtroopers well you've got these five people who used to be part of the um the republic and now it's the empire but they're off on their own immediately after the events of of episode three and what do these guys do there's no place for them and so they're off trying to survive, you know, find out, do they have a place in the Empire? Do they have a place in the Rebellion? Are they their own thing? Everybody hates them, right? The Empire doesn't love them and neither does, like, these guys are true outcasts in the galaxy. Yeah. What do they do now? And they're also mm-hmm. like a formidable fighting force at the same time. What do they do? That's a great story. Like, I love, and, and it sort of becomes an aggregate for, wow, there were quite a lot of clones. Well, like, what happened to all of them? Because they're not there anymore. Even by yeah. Mandalorian, they're not, there are no more clones. What happened? to the clones and i think that this going yeah what happened to the clones ended up being super shitty and these guys are going to be the ones who try and survive that super shitty situation i think that that is again it's like they assessed what they had and they said what's the best thing we can do with this i love that story i want to hear that story there's another one star wars visions will be a series of animated short films celebrating Star Wars through the lens of the world's best anime creators. The anthology collection will bring 10 fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. 
Um, huh. Did you were you, were you a big Matrix fan? Yes. Did you watch the Animatrix? I did. That sort of sounds like that, where it's like, yeah. let's do it in a, in a bunch of different styles from different anime creators, but it's all canon. I love this idea. I think this is great. I don't have Agreed. much more to say about it because I, I don't know more, but I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, another Lucasfilm animated series, a droid story. Lucasfilm animation will be teaming up Lucasfilm visual effects team to bring a droid story about uh, a new little droid uh, that goes on an adventure guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. I'm oh, in. wow. Yeah. I'm in. Give me more R2. Oh, anything with R2. I don't know if it's going to be a new like hero, I think, or a new human. Maybe you do need a, hu- a new human. Maybe there's a new human and R2, D2, and C3PO are there and the droids lead him through. I don't know what it's going to be, but if it like I'm I'm down, let's see how the quality is. Finally, there are other Lucasfilm properties. Indiana Jones is coming back for Indiana Jones 5 with Harrison Ford. Um, I am I'm less sure really... how I feel about that. So here's the thing. An aged character trying to do it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to be even worse than the fourth one except it's being directed by james mangold who directed ford v ferrari and importantly logan okay because here's my thing i got no it's not for me about him being you know older like i got no beef there i'm i will watch harrison ford all day long um and i'm happy to watch him be any age in indiana jones as long as it's not the travesty that was the last one Uh, yeah but i don't blame him for that you know what i mean along with the many things that were the travesty of the last one the biggest travesty of the last one is they tried to pretend that he wasn't older that was the biggest problem with that movie is that he's clearly older it's clearly a double there's no engagement with what he's doing because it's impossible that he's doing what he's doing it just it, it looks silly. i'm not even sure that's true like i've seen like there are people like legitimately sure. I, I mean that i, I want to say um oh there's a there's a dancer um but you know, you know what? here's what here's, here's, here's I, I can't remember the name of this particular dance but i can remember mikhail barishnikov uh arguably one of the greatest male dancers of ever of all time and uh, he did a lot of acting work and he he had brought a one-man show uh, to DC uh, some years back that I was really bummed I found out about too late uh, to actually get to see because I would have loved that because I adore Mikhail Vrishnikov. and I but I did see a piece with him and it was a dance piece and it was him and another woman that and they again they, they're older at this point they're I, he's easily in his, his 50s or 60s and like he didn't miss a beat like he wasn't doing it was modern interpretive dance it it wasn't it wasn't a ballet it wasn't his usual fare necessarily i suppose um well and i so, think that but that doesn't mean but like he i'm telling you he was fucking on and so was she i didn't know i was unfamiliar with the, with the uh but, the other dancer, but my, i but guess i guess my point is like is so that saying a, that is, is a little i don't uh, a, that's a 70 year old body is simply different than a 40 year old's body and so that when he's true. when he's slamming into windshields and they're breaking behind him i'm like dude like like you're gonna have some issues here with that um, but I trust James Mangold in able to one. I know he can handle age. He handles age. People go, oh, Logan. He handled the the problems with age with Logan really well. He also handled Pre- Professor X's problems with age incredibly well in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can. And yet it's still clearly a Wolverine movie. He gives you everything you want in a Wolverine movie. There are claws, fights, blood, battles, everything you want in a Wolverine movie. It's not like he goes, hey, I'm giving you this so you can't have this. He's like, I will give 
give you everything you came to a Wolverine movie to see. And, and I'm not going to pretend that Wolverine I will give you that. is still, yeah. you know, So I'm curious, 40. I'm curious how you give us what we want in an Indiana Jones movie while also dealing with Harrison. Like it's, it's going to be, but again, I trust this guy to figure that out. Finally, along with other things, I'm going to skip a bunch of other stuff that they're talking about uh, just to say that, uh, did you see Crazy Rich Agents? Uh, no, I did not. All right, huge hit. Um, John Chu, uh, director of that, uh, along with William Ufgood, uh, are going to be helming the Disney Plus series, another Disney Plus series starring Warwick Davis, Willow. I know. I saved it. I saved it because it's it's gonna be it's the one that's gonna give you the most conflicted feelings, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's the problem. That. Here's the problem. I just named ten things, and as good as Disney is, and they are very good, two of these things that I just named are gonna suck, right? It's just gonna or not suck, but they're not gonna live up, right? That's that's pretty much true. Um, wow. Uh, uh, so you know that two of these things are just not going to work out the way that you want them to. That's just the law of entertainment numbers. You can't always get it right all the time. You said that about John Favreau. Mm-hmm. How and much do you want that one of those two things to be Willow? I, w- I want them to not do it. Like I love Why? Warwick Davis and I love Willow and I want I want them to live alone. It, but it's a rich world. It's I a agree. rich, rich world. It absolutely and Warwick Davis is. can do it. And he'd I know. I I have I have complete faith in him. This has got nothing to do with him. Um I just I don't mm. All right, and here's the thing. Again, I didn't in order to have I didn't it, watch it. You I, have to destroy I, what is the happy ending. No, you of don't. Willow. No, here's the thing. No, you don't because so much Why? time has passed. That's the thing. That's the this can just be another adventure. If this were taking place the next day, right? It's like somebody else stole a baby. Like <laughs> it's wow. Seriously, fire I mean, your here's here's what I will say. For it to be right, because I know that they're listening and they haven't started. For it to be right, they have to have not just Warwick they have to have Val Kilmer and no. they have to have um oh wow I can't remember her name right now and she was even married to him for a time uh but the that plays the girl, uh, yeah. like so they so the baby is grown. I I, I know the baby's that you do. grown. The baby's well, let me, let me grown. Let me tell you why. I, let me tell and you why you don't want the this. kingdom I, that they have now. So things have been great, right? Everything's been good. Willow's been living the good life. They've been doing the the king queen thing with raising the baby. Everybody's happy. Everything's good. There was a the time. Baby's like thirty of, now, huh? The baby's like thirty now. Agreed. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So. Something now comes to threaten the this new or this I mean this thriving this what has been a you know a time of wonderfulness a new threat appears and and whether it is a remnant of you know the old evil or something that somebody else stumbles on whatever uh, that part I think you can play around with some but so here's, that here's she my, here's, goes to Willow for help because Willow meant so like much the, to is her like the, is like the key sorcerer now he's like a he's a big deal yes and so here's and here's my and thought. he's the one and and so they're so it's it's still their adventure it's just their adventure now so here's here's my thought i don't want val kilmer back because frankly val kilmer kind of can't do it um he's Fuck never gonna you. Be the, he's not gonna be the mad mardigan you want he's in infirmed health he can barely speak he's having real problems speaking um he's he is he does not look act sound um and frankly he's super out of practice for acting because he hasn't been able to act because he can't really speak 
Um, and I don't know that the best way to do this is to do a continuation of yes, the first thing. It I is. Think, I think it uh, is the out. only way because when you well, tear on, it down, then I'm upset with you. Don't tear it down. No, here's what I'm saying. Don't tear it down. This is not Harry Potter. This is not Lord of the Rings. This is not. It doesn't have to be big and heavy. This like there's another. So this says here in the description, continuing the spirit of adventure, heroics and humor of the original film. I don't think that the way to go is let's bring everybody back for another hurrah. I'm not saying you. Did, I think you're mishearing me or you're you're interpreting what I'm saying in a different way i believe he can be exactly what i what he needs to be i'm not saying mad martigan is going on this trip or his wife i'm oh, so saying just cameoing that, like at the beginning uh, yeah i'm saying they're there they raised that 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 girl is, is is effectively their daughter and it's become her time to take over and so you've got them worried for her because they know that their adventure i mean clear their adventure days along behind them like duh right and that gives you the ability to show how they've grown like if man martigan was the same as he was like that doesn't work it doesn't make sense that somehow raising a child with this woman wouldn't change him from the sort of you know I hear what you're saying right, I thought you meant, that he was uh, okay so like, I didn't understand I'm not saying they're all going on an adventure I'm saying she's going on an adventure she is now the one who was taken who's taken over the kingdom because her parents they're there to still guide her but it's, and it's Will, her and, time and, now and Willow's and going Willow with her as sort of an Obi-Wan is, Kenobi kind of character yeah like, I mean Willow is there at the start and I think that there's a bond there for her even now that she's grown so that that's like what she's reflexively going for right i think willow is, needs to i be need there, to do right? this and willow's my guy that's and so and, and, that's and so willow, willow and she go on an adventure and then you have yes. cameos at the beginning of the end you know the Correct. tone i want this to take a slightly less dark and slightly less an incredibly less sexual witcher that's the tone i want this to have oh i haven't seen the witcher yet so all right so it's a it's it's got to be a little corny and it's got to be a little silly yeah and, it's got to be, and I mean, I would almost even be I, like, I think it would be fun to get the brownies back. Yeah, it's got like you know like, what I mean. I like that, I'm, I'm just saying, like there's, you know, there's, there was a lot of humor and fun in in Willow, and I think that should still be present. And I don't think that that has to not be present now that you've got, you know, uh, now that she's not a baby. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. No, I hear. You. I, I, and I think it's the perfect way to to maintain the the because then what it will do is what I what I want when these things happen is I want people to see it and be like, oh, I wonder where this started when you find out that this is a continuation of something and then they go to the original content and they get to experience and enjoy that for the first time um i think that everybody wins in that scenario and then you're not shitting all over it's not saying that you know this we're gonna pretend this didn't happen as though it wasn't good enough when willow was fucking fabulous um no i think that and and you just because that's what i thought was the strong suit of of you know the way that they handled the star wars movies that there wasn't and it was building on the past and you're still seeing these people and th yeah they can't do what they could do before you know like that's obvious that's apparent like leia's not off like she's a fucking general and she's you know ruling but she's not out in the fucking dirt you know getting tussled up getting caught running yeah. in you know jumping into you know garbage shoots and shit like that like no there's the next generation for that stuff and i think that's what it needs to be it's every i think that every time 
time they fail is when they don't accept that the original was awesome and and build a generational situation. It's when they like that when they do that, when they build a generational situation, they bring happy feelings for the people that remember the good stuff. You're still getting good stuff for the people who've never seen it, right? Because they're still getting an awesome adventure with these characters. And so when they see these cameos of the other people, like it's not going to have the same impact for the younger people as it will for us because we'll be like, oh, but they won't be that way. And that's okay because then when you go, oh, they'll be like, what is it, daddy? And you can be like, oh, let me show you. You know what I mean? And so this is that's this is the an, way you do it. That's the way it succeeds, in my opinion. So this is an incredible segue. We are clearly not getting to Discovery this week and we're not getting the Marvel News week this week. There's so much. Mm. Um, we're going to have to hit Discovery. I think it's good. For, we'll hit it. We can go one more episode. As of the time of this recording, we have not seen the second part of the two-parter that's going on Discovery right now. And I'm I'm so curious as to where it goes and to who Carl is. Um, and I hope that the next episode reveals it. So we're going to have to hit all the Discovery stuff next week. I think but the only we- thing we should say about Discovery right now is just a quick take. I know that you love it. Yes? I do. I, I think it's the... I think it is... Um, up there with the best Star Trek has ever been in the history of Star Trek. Okay. Whereas I feel, just quick take, and we'll unpack all this shit. Don't you guys love a, a cliffhanger? Uh, I don't feel like it's Star Trek, but I do like it. I, and I feel like it's the most Star Trek Star Trek has been in a very long time. This is going to be a great no. discussion. I can't I can't wait to have that discussion with you, but since we're on Star Wars, and since you yep. literally since you literally just said, look, you have it tell its own story, then suddenly legacy characters show up, and you're like, oh, that's amazing, and everybody else is like, who's that? Um, let's talk about the Mandalorian, uh, which probably has one more episode, I think, uh, to go. Um, protect, you know, I, I'm stealing this line from another podcast, but protect Baby Yoda at all cost. I know he's Grogu, he's Baby Yoda. Protect him, protect him. Whatever you're gonna do to him, you don't hurt that baby. You don't hurt that baby. And anyone who does hurt that baby, we're all just waiting for him to just crush them into a little ball with the force. So give us that, you know, Moff Gideon. You're gonna get what you want. But uh, let's talk. <laughs> Let, let, let's talk about uh, about Boba Fett. Did you know that uh, that you have been in a movie with Boba Fett? Why? No, I. You have I been not. in a movie with Boba Fett. So uh, the stunts performed by Boba Fett in The Mandalorian were performed by one Kirk Jenkins, uh, who starred as Joey in Ninjas vs. Monsters. Really? <laughs> yes. Uh, we saw him in the trailer for Avengers Infinity War, of course. Uh, uh, he was, if you've seen Ninjas vs. Monsters, he's the one who can't speak, who does all the flipping around, whose brother is Australian. Um, uh, uh, he's, uh, he's incredible. He's done a lot of things. He was in the, the, the bad blood video from, uh, from, um, Taylor Swift. Um, he was in Hobbs and Shaw and yeah, he is, uh, Boba Fett. When Boba Fett's fighting, it's Kirk under the armor. Okay. I was going to say, all right, all right. I was like, yeah, wait Bo- a minute. I don't Boba- remember seeing a face that I recognized, but that makes sense. No, no. Well, that, if you're wondering, you did see a face that you recognize because Boba Fett is Tamar Morrison who played Jango Fett in the prequel trilogy. Well, no, I know that. I just, uh, but yes, I meant personally recognize uh, Jango. Yeah, no. So, so he's that. He <laughs> was also that guy. in, he was also in the most recent episode with Bill Burr. He was also in the credits for that. So he's just stunting all over the Mandalorian now, which of course That's he awesome. is. He's insane. Yeah. He's incredible. No, I, yeah, I remember the not first even a kid time. anymore. He's like 30 now, but he's like, no, I know, but I I remember what just like the shit he could do i was like good lord yeah this kid's gonna do you're some incredible stuff. Um, you're going places <laughs> yeah well he, he went places he went right yeah. to a galaxy far far away that's fucking um, awesome so yeah that was cool him. let's talk let's talk about what mandalorian has done we can't go through the entire season except to say that 
the three big points that we should hit really quickly because we only have like five minutes. Um, one, are we okay with the name Grogu? I don't really care. It's a little, it doesn't, it's a little clumsy on the tongue. I got to admit, it's a little clumsy it's, on the it's tongue. Not as lo- it's not as, 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 as good as Yoda. I'll it's not Yoda or Mando or, or the, it's, you know, but I, I can go with it. I think he's always just going to be the kid, right? He's the kid. They got the kid. <laughs> gotta go get the kid. Gotta go get the kids out there. Kid. There's a kid. They got Stop. the kid. Protect the kid. I'm here with the kid. Kid, kid, kid. Kid, you know there's a kid here? Kid here. It's a violent show, but we're using this to appeal to kids. We got him over here. You see the kid? Yeah, we created him so he could make a billion dollars in merchandising for Disney. So oh my God, I know. Like You can buy that, the kid. I gotta say, whoever created they were like, just wait for it. Here's the thing. Get the guy who made BBA. Baby Yoda. Can, can we get That's the BBA guy to like, create something? Uh, BB, BBA is finally not selling the way he used to because that trilogy's over. And it was that everybody's buying BB-8. What are we going to do? I got an idea. Got an idea. Are you ready for our bank accounts to Like, are you ready for this shit? Two two words. Two words. Baby Yoda. It's going to be way more than any other droid, any other cute thing we have ever done. Baby Yoda. Okay, good. That's definitely what happened. Yeah. The the, the name is the name. Okay, let's talk about about the other two. Um, Ahsoka Tano. That episode. She was awesome. uh, First of all, if you go, there are shots in that episode that are directly lifted from old Kurosawa films. It's not an on accident. They're they're like you watch the shots. They're set up like even the background characters are in the exact same spot. Um, there are people going, can't you make your own stuff? And I'm like, dude, do you know how Lucas made Star Wars? Like, if you watch the behind the scenes on Star Wars, you know why the X-Wing battles are so incredible for things that had to be created in, in effects? It's because Lucas took old footage of World War II fights between uh, both in movies and in real life. But like the movies they made of the aerial dogfights, he took those shots and put them into the cut of Star Wars and then said to the effects guys, mimic these shots shot for shot. This Lucas has always done this. And, yeah, and, and it, it here Especially from Kurosawa. Especially from Kurosawa. There's a ton of Kurosawa in Star Wars, and I'm down for it. Um, I think it's an incredibly wonderful artistic choice. And people who criticize that just don't get it, man. Yeah, like you don't know. Like it's the it's the you know difference between just copying and an homage, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like the, it's not a copy. It's it like it frankly just, would have been easier to do it another way. They're they're doing it this way because it's they're, they're recognizing that all samurai films of any kind must take a knee for Kurosawa. They yeah, must. And it's, it's their yeah, way of it's doing it's it. yeah, it's 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 a reverence, not a steal. Then there's a difference, Re- and you can tell when you watch something you can tell the difference so as of as an ahsoka fan i will also say rosario dawson is pitch perfect i understand the desire to get tara strong in there i actually do tara strong is a capable um uh, very fit so she could you know wear the outfit um a beautiful talented actress um who has voiced ahsoka tana for a long time but she does not look like ahsoka unfortunately and so they they did need to recast it. And I think Rosario Dawson is a perfect choice. With the Ahsoka series, it would be great if they found something for like a droid that Tara, St- Tara Strong can voice or something so that she is part of the Ahsoka show. I'd really like that to see that happen because she's really good. But I will say there is no, you'll see, you know, sometimes they, they, like when they made Optimus Prime finally in real life or they, you take a series that's been animated, you make them real. And sometimes it's, it's a little clunky. I can tell you, or McClunky, haha. <laughs> 
Um, by the way, if you haven't seen the Star Wars uh, Christmas special, it's lovely. The Star Wars Lego holiday special, it's lovely. And it absolutely does center around Life Day, which is incredible too. Um, but it's um, it's it's really, really good. You should see it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, as, as in someone who didn't know Ahsoka, your thoughts on Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka? Yeah, like I have no frame of reference other than a movie I hated a long time ago that I've largely scrubbed from my brain as much as possible, other than my hatred for it. <laughs> but you loved her and you loved so the I lo- But I loved her. Like she, uh, she had a. There's a vibe about her. Um, there's a fierceness, but also a, a serenity. It's such an interesting uh, composition, and I think it's so great. Like I think Rosario's certainly gotten to do a lot of things in her career. Um, I think it's cool that she's finally getting to do something um, as all encompassing as this. Like is all and the she, stuff that she's done in in all the superhero stuff. She spent she's ten the years superhero. One, you know she what spent I mean? ten years clamoring to be Ahsoka. She is an Ahsoka fan. And yeah, she's been like, like and I, it, be and it, I feel like it, sh- it shows. Like, yeah, she she is. If you don't like that, if you've never seen the, the the show, um, like she, I could tell. I she could just tell. embodies the character. She just fully embodies. Like I don't know, I don't know weird. that character, but I can tell the commitment that she has. And there's there's something about when a person wants it that bad, when an actor wants it that bad, like 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 Tennant did, you know, like wanting to be yeah. the doctor. There's something about that obvious love that's in their heart for that character that that just shows through in an in an unexpected way that you can't really put your finger on or necessarily articulate but you feel it and it makes the character better like for whatever reason it just it elevates it and and that I felt that from her so when you tell me that she's always wanted to be it loved the character and has been trying to get that that role for the past 10 years I'm like that's it that's what it is that, ma- that makes perfect sense I you know what I mean because it, it's like the moment you see her and she hasn't what, even said a fucking word yet what There's I love about the feeling. Mandalorian you know we talked about HBO pulling out its dick and Disney pulling out it's bigger dick it's like the Mandalorian put away its big Ahsoka dick and then pulled out a second dick the next episode. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? So they brought back Boba Fett. The original I could tell. Like every As I was watching it, I was like, and he just here? Oh, definitely here. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. He the, looked like a fucking Jackson Pollock painting after he saw that. Uh, yeah. Like, um, so, so I knew like, all your I, I could I could absolutely go episode by episode and say which nerdgasm you had when. Well, here's the thing, though. It could have just been, hey, here's Boba Fett he's awesome no actually he's changed he's a changed man a lot has happened you get what Star Wars when Star Wars does this well and Mandalorian does this very well there's a history and you don't know what that history was but you can see that there's a history there and Star Wars has always been they did it you know in the original Star Wars when when Luke goes you fought in the Clone Wars and you're like you're sitting there going what the fuck is the Clone Wars what is that hold on uh, and they Back do it up. so well with, say what now they do it so well with <laughs> Boba because just the performance Tamar Morrison is great and the fact that it's the same guy the scars the way he looks his attitude the his relationship the the everything just goes hey there's there's like 10 seasons of a story that you might never get that happened before this and we're just dropping him in you're just again the word that comes to mind is fully realized like you're we're dropping you in he's a fully realized character he has his own history a bunch of stuff has happened you don't know about that stuff we're going to tell you about some of it as time goes on but in general like like a lesser writer star wars in the 90s or early 2000s would have been like here's Boba Fett here's a 30 second explanation of everything that happened and then it's going to be just like it was before and instead they're like no there's a huge history we might never tell you and um and 
yeah. And it's I'm awesome. always happy to see. Oh, I, I should I shouldn't call her. Mina Wen. Yeah, I'm Mina always Wen? happy to see her. I love her. Yeah, I love her. And right coming right off a a great run on Agents of Shield. Um, and coming right off of the like semi fuck you of Mulan happening and her not being in it, as far as I know. Um, which you know she should be in Mulan because she was the voice of Mulan in the original cartoon. Um, I, I'm pretty sure she was in it. Was she in it? I didn't see it because it was 20 bucks. It was available now as soon as I... Cause Why all, don't you all go ahead wa- and watch it now since it's not 20 bucks? I paid the 20 bucks. See, like yeah, I said, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I, I'm willing to pay for it. Well, it's available I would have been happier if I'd paid the 20 bucks and gotten to see it in 3D, Disney. Just saying. Well, it came out... Like, it, unfortunately, it came out just clear, and free and clear on Disney Plus in December and the only movies that I watch in December are Christmas movies. But uh, starting in January... Uh, by the way, rewatched again the 1940s classic The Shop Around the Corner last night it remains astoundingly good if you haven't seen the shop around the corner the inspiration for the later you've got mail but you've the original with yeah. jimmy Stu- the one with the, yeah. ori- the with jimmy stewart and margaret sullivan and yeah. um the guy who is the wizard of the wizard of oz is it's really good it's it's Absolutely. a startlingly good movie um and you take the first 10 minutes going wow this is a really old movie and then after it, it takes much less time and there are lots of movies that people consider classics and i'm like this is crap i like maybe it was good for the time no th- there's a reason that this movie is listed in like the afi top 100 movies ever made list from time to time yeah there is, are certain is. movies that just transcend regardless yeah. and, it came out the that's... year after the wizard of oz which is amazing to go this guy went from the wizard of oz to this movie he made two of the top 100 movies of all time within 12 months of each other it's just nuts anyway it's crazy um yeah i i i loved everything about boba i love the idea um what's her name uh who's the the ranger on the planet that he's friends with i think she's going to be slowly written out of the show um Oh, because, I don't like that. Yeah, well, the, the the actress has been tweeting and tweeting and tweeting um, like hoaxes, like 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 conspiracy theories about how the vaccine is bad and how the election was rigged and blah 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 blah. And I, you know, wherever oh, you stand politically, I, I don't want to have so an argument with you. Uh, um, but uh, but you know, the the actress is saying things that are not terribly popular or necessarily responsible um and oh, that really because you know, I, I love her on the show like that i do too i i do so too and, and the thing is i don't want to talk too much about it because we try as hard as we can to be in i mean clearly we you and i both have sort of left leanings but we try as a show not to be terribly political because we want everyone to enjoy trek off for what it is we're supposed to be a break from the world um but uh but yeah um but if the show morphs into Ming-Na Wen and Boba Fett walking around with the Mandalorian, maybe with some Bill Burr. Um, I'll watch that show till the end of time. I'll watch that show. By I the mean, way, yeah, it's basically, I mean, the, the, I mean, the show is essentially, and that's why I like it and I'm fine with it. I mean, it's it's pretty much, depending on the episode, uh, either um, if it's just the Mando on his own, it's, Mag- it's an episode of MacGyver, only he hasn't been sent by the government or anybody else. It's one of the times when MacGyver just happens to be somewhere uh, yeah. and shit goes down and he has to help people or when there are other people involved uh it's the 18th and i love both of those shows uh and both of those shows with star wars trappings i'm fine with that like i'm like all right yeah bring it (laughs) i'll take it a step further they some people might go oh they had to bring in boba fett already and i'm like look the show is called the mandalorian and when people go what's a mandalorian you go well that's what boba fett was exactly like bring him in like bring him in i love and i did really enjoy getting to see and i will i will be happy if we get to see more of katie sackoff i haven't seen her in a while uh i love getting to see her uh so katie katie sackoff of course came in as bo katan making star wars history in 
in that she voiced Bo-Katan in both Clone Wars and Rebels over the last 10 years. Oh, did so it's she the first, really? It's the first person who, uh, unlike Tara Strong, um, she looks like um, she looks like Bo-Katan. So, so the fact is she got to play a character that she was playing already in Star Wars. So it's the first time a character and the actor who played that character that explains the a lot series. like she really just seemed very comfortable yeah like like i was super supp- important like, character. Like, like there was a like just i felt a lot of history from her and i and then that totally makes sense now why like because yeah, there it, is a like, lot of the history fa- there for her <laughs> And what that like, and there's a part of me for her, like, what must that be like? Like, ten years ago, you're sitting in a studio hired to voice this character. Now you're getting into makeup. Like, what is that? Yeah. What is that like? That must be nuts. That must be crazy. Yeah. That must be a really interesting experience. Um. Absolutely. So yeah. So that's so this became sort of all the Star Wars news that's fit to print is sort of this this incredible <laughs> amount of news. Like like when I when I told you that Disney pulled out its dick, I'm telling you, I think of all the things that I glossed over the front, going, we're not going to talk about this non Star Wars thing. Fucking Alien, dude. It is announced today that Disney Plus is bringing back Firefly. What? What? <laughs> yep, bringing back Firefly. Announced today, the Firefly's coming back. I don't know if Joss is coming back with Firefly. Joss Whedon has become, I hate to say this out loud because I'm an acolyte of Joss Whedon, but he's become a problematic figure in the last couple years. Uh, some accusations really? ha- have been made against him. Some very public accusations have been made against him. And the result of investigations have indicated that maybe some of the accusations were true, but they're not like, they're, they're not like um, uh, Kevin Spacey accusations. Like they're sort of, you know, they're, they're on a scale of one to 10, they're much closer to the middle. Um, and the proof of said accusations is not as overwhelming as, so it's, it's sort of iffy. Um, I'm hoping that some amazing thing comes out that, that you find out that he was a good guy all along because his stories have such heart to them. It hurts a little to think that that heart doesn't stretch into the imagination of the creator of it. Um, so, you know, Joss, if you've got a, if you've got an alibi, man, now's the time. Cause I'm worried. <laughs> Um, so without getting into the controversy part, I would be down for a Firefly remake if and only if David Greenwalt, who was the actual showrunner on Firefly, Josh was the creator, but David Greenwalt was the showrunner on you Firefly. You just used the word remake and that's not the same thing as no, 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 I, I, what I mean is it's coming back. If they okay. remake it, I'm out. If it's a remake, yeah. we're like, if it's a remake, they can suck my dick. If it's if coming a, back, I'm on yeah. board. Or if it's a spinoff, right? I mean, I, I love Brown Coats Redemption, for instance. Like, it's, yeah. It's, Yes, I would actually, I would also be okay with a spinoff because we're in the same universe, but I really, 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 really want my Firefly back because I really, really want Wash back and I really, really Well, you're not going to get Wash back. You can't get Wash back. Why? Why? Spoiler alert. Um, No. I don't know how how to tell you this. No, if we're going to, no, if we're going to, if we're going to go to Firefly, if we're doing that, if we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back before the movie. Well, no, no. I mean, it's I because that's the part we're fucking missing. Yeah, but I unfor- unless they're going to digitally de-age everyone, everyone is. I don't even care. Old. I will go along for the ride. I will say, yeah. you know what? It's fine. They they look. I've seen Nathan Fillion. I've seen Alan Tudyk. Uh, like I've seen sure. River. I can't remember her name off the top. Her real name off the top of my head. Summer Glow. Um. Uh. As well as in in Deadpool two. Um. And I'm sorry, in Deadpool and Deadpool two, we've yeah. seen. Um, uh, Inara uh, and and yeah, Kaylee I'm, and they look fine enough that I will j- and, and um, sure uh, that would like, be nice. that I'm just that I'm just down think, with it. 
I don't think I'm there's fine. any chance. I don't think there's any chance that they do that. Um, well, then they're fucking wrong. I, I'm down for a spinoff. I think the world is good, but I think that the spinoff, unlike like next gen where you, where the world is established enough that you can just go, Hey, let's do a bunch of new characters. I think this, a spinoff must necessarily have one or two of the original characters in the main cast. Like the way they brought O'Brien over to DS9. If you're going to have a spinoff, I at least need, you know, give me Jane and Kaylee, you know, give me, give me the Tams. Although I feel like if you're going to do a spinoff, off the one thing i don't want is the tams because firefly was sort of the story of the tams if that makes sense it does that's why i'm saying like the real story as far as i am concerned that we haven't gotten that we haven't been served yet is like we basically had a had to leap from this rando point in firefly when they were like nope we canceled it sorry to we're doing a movie so that you guys can at least see where this was going but we're not getting all the stuff in between that that would have held more nuance more answers more tidbits. I, I feel like I, um, I feel like unfortunately this is one time that they're not going to listen to us. Um, well, they fucking should. There's too many times I am not listening to, my, my, and then shit my comes po- out and it's bad. They should my listen point to is, me though, now. Is that there's there is a version of a spinoff that I'd be okay with, but if you're going to do a spinoff, it can't be about the Tams. Is sort of my point. Is if you're going to spin it off, like I'm okay with Jane, Kaylee. Um, uh, I'm okay with uh, Zoe uh, coming back. I kind of don't want Mal back if it's a spinoff. I don't want to be Mal and a new group of plucky people. Like, I kind of don't. Like, it's it's bring me, make one of the side characters sort of the main focus is where I would go. I think I think that th- thinking about O'Brien and Worf on Deep Space Nine is sort of the way that I'm imagining the show really working. And it would have to be a decidedly different show that brought some of what you liked about, about Firefly. Or it would have to be, like you just said, a full on bringing everybody back. But I think it would be, you know, it, I mean, again... I would hope if they if they bring David Greenwald back, I trust them because David Greenwald is a is a director and showrunner who has very rarely steered us wrong. He also directed Cabin in the Woods, which was written by Joss Whedon, but he directed it. Uh, but he show ran Firefly, and while Joss directed the movie, David Greenwald was incredibly involved in the creation of the movie as well. Um, so I think if you're not going to have Joss, you need to have David Greenwald. And if you're not going to have one of them, if you're not going to have either one of them, then is it still Firefly is a, is a real question. Like you need to have, you know, maybe if it's like Jed Whedon who like other, like other acolytes of Whedon who came up with him, like Marty Noxon, who ran Buffy for a lot of it. David Greenwald also ran a lot of Angel. Um, you know, you could have Jane Espenson who did a lot of Lost. But it would it would I if it's not going to be Joss, can we at least agree it's got to be someone who is like a Luke Skywalker to Joss's Obi Wan? It needs to be someone who is fully agree, engrossed yes. in that writer's mind because yes. the show more than anything else the show does the show has a feel to it. There's a feel to the show. You could have an entirely new cast, an entirely new everything, but what the show has is a je ne sais quoi. It's got it's got a it's got a a, a vibe to it that is so unique uniquely it and you would need to have a writer who can absolutely nail that and more than anything being good or bad about it story-wise cast plot it must absolutely have the vibe because if it has all the other elements but it doesn't feel like firefly looking at you x-files reboot a little bit you know looking looking at you for the complaints that could be made about the kelvin verse which i really like but the reason that i like star Trek Beyond the Best is because it's the one that sort of gets back the original series feeling. Um, It's probably what we're going to talk about next week when we talk about Discovery. 
Um, it must almost more than Star Wars and more than Star Trek. Firefly had one of the most unique feels of any show ever. And if they can't nail that with a writer who totally understands, then it's going to be awful. So if you can get David Greenwald or one of the people that I named who who just know the inside of Joss's mind and can write him, then I will have some confidence. But I, I, I need to know the creative team is sort of my, you know, behind, you know, more than characters or actors or care or, or, or settings. I really believe you that have to writers believe in the person behind the story. I, I, agreed, I have to, but I, I mean, when you're talking about, I mean, the, the amount of like, there is some level of de-aging being done to all actors, all older actors in all movies, period, end of story. Like I've seen the side-by-side comparisons of, of like just movies like say Robert De Niro in. and it's not like they make him not older. It's not like they make him full on young, but they do stuff. And so the, I really think that those actors are not so much older looking now that with the, the general pass that's done on actors at this point, that they wouldn't be just fine. That I wouldn't well, just I, be like, okay, I'm curious I'm to good. see where it goes. And hey, if we don't get Wash, at least we get Alan Tudyk back as, as K2SO. So, That's you know, true. the man is constantly working. It's amazing how much he works. Last thing, yeah. I want to point this out. I like, I'm going to point this out every Christmas now. I finished a Christmas story and I watched the Honest trailer for a Christmas story. And it was pointed out to me something I already knew is fun to be reminded of. That Ralphie from A Christmas Story is the sort of the foreman elf in Elf who's just having such a hard time with Buddy who accidentally lets it slip that Buddy's human. An elf, that's Peter Billingsley, who is Ralphie, who then went on because he became friends with Jon Favreau and was a producer, went on to produce the original Iron Man and Ralphie's now worth $10 million and something about that makes me happy. (laughs) (laughs) Something about that makes me happy. And the fact that Elf and Christmas Story are the two movies that are constantly in reruns, like it just probably pays for his Christmas every year. Like like he gets, he's, he's, significant characters in both those movies good for him yeah if you want to watch a christmas movie you should watch a christmas cancellation on amazon prime it's the best movie that you could watch all of christmas and it's written and directed by me um so watch it before christmas is done uh it's called a christmas cancellation a christmas cancellation now available on amazon prime hey you know what movie you should watch today alexia Um, to get you ready for the season what a christmas cancellation on amazon prime where they what says christmas more than five sitcom characters who realize that they're in a sitcom and now must fight fight to save the show before christmas and their demise finally arrives amazon prime is where i'm sorry i'm just i'm just shilling my shit out there man no it's good i've got 10 days till christmas nobody's watching a christmas cancellation in january come on i need you Can you please first of all the algorithm? That's not necessarily true. I know. And second of all, unfortunately, twenty twenty is not a good year. Like I gotta tell you, I'm not feeling the Christmas cheer this year. You know what will make you feel Christmas cheer? Watching Christmas cancellation. Watching a Christmas cancellation on Amazon Prime available now. See, I Um, picked it up that time. I wasn't I wasn't confused anymore. I knew I I knew what I was supposed to do. Seriously, if (laughs) anyone who's a fan of the show, anyone listening, I I mean this. No, seriously, you should. I mean if if Justin, I'm gonna take a moment here to go ahead and i know i'll give him a lot of shit but the guy is really talented people like he's he can write he can sing he can write songs he can write movies he directs movies like the guy's got it going on like i'm not just a shitty podcaster (laughs) no you're not he's extraordinarily talented even though i give him a lot of shit and frequently tell him he's wrong and and invite him i'm frequently wrong 
and 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 invite him on numerous occasions to suck uh my bag entire before. bag full of dicks. santa sack a santa uh, sack of the santa sack of dicks yes um, he he really is very talented and you will be doing yourself a favor if you watch it and and it does if you are like a fan of the show or a fan of me or anything like that like it they, there's an algorithm that amazon has that determines where it places movies and how easily people can find it and the more people who watch it and especially the more people who leave reviews on it it boosts us on the algorithm because there are like a thousand movies right a thousand new movies that came out this month but only 500 of them got more than five reviews and only 250 of them got more than 10 reviews and so like so right now in, in christmas movies we are last i checked if you scroll in we're like 70 in we're the 70th most popular christmas movie and the more people that watch it just boost us and boost us and boost us and the more people find it and then it boosts us blah 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 the movie gets more acclaim and i get money to make my next movie so yeah that's all but you that's definitely all. want people so enough do that. enough enough shilling enough shilling until i get to january and start shilling for the distance um the <laughs> Let's trek off. I think that we will necessarily have to. I don't know. Do we double episode this one or do we split it in half? I don't see how we do it any other way, considering you said all this news was so important. Yeah, no, I guess we I guess we're we're not going to split it this time, guys. We're going to give you the full episode all at once. It's a Chris. It's an early Christmas gift, along with the ability to watch for free on Prime. a A Christmas cancellation. So next week. I think that we must necessarily discuss uh we must necessarily discuss discovery before we move on to the enormous Marvel news. There's as much Marvel news as there was Star Wars news. <laughs> this was all in one I guess I meeting. really need to fucking watch Endgame. I have I have Disney stock and it it like jumped 20% after this meeting. People are like, "Holy shit." <laughs> like um yeah, watch Endgame. You'll want to watch Endgame. So we we can't even talk about the Disney news, the Marvel news until you watch Endgame because there are spoilers to be had cuz everything that's, coming out for, well everything it's so gonna ha- everything the, coming out is is that's Marvel related is obviously what happened next? Be, yeah. yeah, after Endgame. So, <laughs> so um so yeah, we're going to do that, but that's going to be in two episodes because next episode there's so much discovery to talk about there's really a ton there's a lot of good stuff i think it's all good stuff you have concerns um uh there's there's i want to be clear i don't it's it's not that i don't i i like it um i and and, and, uh we will have a vigorous conversation is is that it is it is it is perhaps not the star wars that um sorry star trek Trek. (laughs) the star is perhaps not the star trek that i want but that doesn't necessarily mean it isn't the star trek that we need (laughs) it's not the star trek you need star trek you deserve <laughs> okay, my name is Justin. <laughs> my name is Alexia. Trek off! Trek off the chain. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay, thanks for listening.